This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for your tablet, smartphone, and desktop. Support the show and get a free audiobook of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. Follow Standard Orbit, Mr. Chekhov, and take us in. I said... Is the word of Landru. Joy to you, friends, and thanks for joining us here in Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated show to the original series. My name is Drew, or Landrew, and this is my co-host Mike from Commentary Trek Stars. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's good, it's good. That's good. Glad to be back here. Uh, today, we're going to talk uh, another comic comparison. Uh, figured we'd, we'd wrap these up re- relatively quickly. Eh. Relatively. There's a few more to go. And more coming each month, right? <laughs> infinity upon infinity. Mm-hmm. So this week we're going to talk about the uh, issues 15 and 16. Uh, we're skipping over Keenser, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, uh, he doesn't enter into the Prime Universe at all. But we're skipping to Mirrored, which is the JJ-verse version of the mirror mirror episode yeah yeah in a sense or at the very least it deals with the mirror universe right well, well with a different mirror universe yeah which is interesting yeah the issue actually starts off in the prime universe well not the prime universe <sighs> it starts off in the regular jj verse yes yes we assumedly because by all the visual cues, it's not because they're flying the refit Enterprise. It's not all the visual cues. It's just one visual cue. Yeah. Well, it's an important visual cue. Yeah. In that the artists didn't bother to look up what the JJ Verse Enterprise looked like, so they just drew the refit. I remember when this happened. I remember it being a big deal and people being upset. It is a big deal, and I'm upset. All right. I can I can uh, move beyond. Is it was that a joke? Is it a pun? It wasn't Star Trek to be. Beyond. It it wasn't supposed to be, but it can be if you want it to be. All right, I want it to be. All right, cool. Then and you is. should be ashamed because it it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely unintentional, just like this guy using the refit Enterprise instead of the JJ Verse Enterprise. Every single time. We'll, we'll... At least he was consistent. There is also... Did you no, catch, he's did, not consistent. Did, did you catch the other thing that he did? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. So I, I actually kind of like this, and I feel like... Uh, not the refit Enterprise. This conversation between Scotty and McCoy. And how Scotty's trying to explain to McCoy that this isn't... We're not talking about alternate timelines here. We're talking about alternate universes. Yeah, but there seems to be some confusion there on Scotty's part. I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting it, or maybe... Okay. See, this is where, you know, I was thinking, like, we should have Max on this show. Because he could <laughs> he could explain this all to us. Because he's broken down the difference between the Mirror Universe and the JJ-verse before and everything like that. But, you know, I, to me, it seems very clear that 
the JJ verse is a timeline or universe which was created by the events in, um, well, I mean, I guess what you could say that comic book, the countdown to, to what countdown is what it was called. Right. Mm -hmm. But just the idea of like, there is a timeline and there's these, these events going on, on this timeline. And then some, something from, you know, a point on the timeline goes back into the past. And once it goes back into the past, it changes what's happening just by being there. So as soon as it enters into the past, it fractures off and becomes a different timeline, right? Yeah, that's supposedly. Okay, but that's not what Scotty is describing here. Right. He's talking about alternate universes. and Yes. And that doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe, it, I don't know. I'm I'm of the firm belief that that the JJ verse is a separate universe. Okay. Because uh well, I mean at least based on the comics like we established in the which one was it? Oh, it was Return of the Archons mm-hmm. where it showed the the old Archon, USS Archon and you know the fact that Landru had a completely different history. I think that this was a different universe from the very very beginning. That that Kirk wasn't born on the Kelvin or, or any of this stuff. That that that's all alternate universe stuff. That that things like like Chekhov being born earlier and stuff. There's there's things that Nero's incursion shouldn't have changed. And but you, I, I feel like it's an alternate universe from the very creation. By I mean, the Q's or however Star Trek oh, universe was created. Okay, I mean, I guess I guess I can see that, and I'm wondering if that's. Okay, we know that it definitely was not the intent of the filmmakers. We know no, that for sure. But it's the intent of the comic book writers, definitely. And I'm wondering if it's because the comic book writers didn't understand what the filmmakers were doing, or whether it was because <laughs> the comic book writers wrote themselves into a corner, or whether it was because the comic book writers wanted to um, open their stories up to more possibilities. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not sure, or mm-hmm. they just wanted to make an excuse to draw whatever they wanted. See this issue. <laughs> I mean, that was clearly an accident. I'm guessing that the person who drew this is not a huge Star Trek fan, and his his reference material was faulty. I don't know why it wasn't caught in editorial or whatever, but right, you know, by Orshi. If Orshi was overseeing all this, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that he he was really overseeing that much. I'm I'm guessing that he got, you know, pitched a story and then approved the story and then moved on to whatever he was doing. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean it's 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 weird, but no matter what it is, I don't like it. You know, I kinda wish that like with Return of the Archons they would have found a way to make this stuff fit instead of just saying like this is an alternate well, I, I think with this alternate universe thing, the comic book writers are trying to establish that because Scotty's very insistent that it was a one-way trip, that when Prime Spock came here, he could not go back. Which, which makes kind sense. of which kind of, of alleviates uh, a lot of people's issues with the JJ verse films like if Vulcan's gone, why don't you travel back in time or go back to where you were from and warn people or something? And if it's from an alternate universe, there's really Maybe there's nothing he could do about it. 
it, it kind of of placates those criticisms i i feel well also i mean at at what point are you just i mean if you go back in time what you're creating a new timeline but that doesn't help anyone who's around in the, the timeline that you're in right now so it's yeah. kind of like what's the point you know right but i don't know i i don't like scotty's explanation because to me it's explaining away problems from earlier in the comic book run which are um but in the process it directly conflicts with the intent of the jj verse and that bothers me okay well speaking of directly conflicting with the jj verse uh we flash to the jj verse mirror universe verse yes which is not confusing at all. So, theoretically, if this is just an alternate timelines universe, mirror universe, everything was the same for this universe. No, it's it's the same as our regular mirror universe, except that the Narada came through. I guess that's one way of thinking about it, right? I mean, I guess you would have to assume that that is the difference between the prime mirror universe and the JJ mirror universe. Um, it's kind of interesting when you think about it that way. And and that's why, like, this story, I think, is kind of interesting. They didn't choose to do, like, mirror, mirror again, where they go where they go over to uh, the a, a different universe and, you know, it's just everything's crazy. You know, this is like, it's kind of like they did with In a Mirror Darkly, right? Where where it's mm-hmm. just a story in this universe. But um, I think the idea of doing the same time period, even if it's not the same story, but basically the same time period as the first movie is interesting because it does kind of deal with what it is that makes this mirror universe different from the prime mirror universe, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's also kind of an interesting thing because uh, it kind of conflicts conceptually, I guess, with what Scotty is talking about at the beginning. Because at first, when Scotty's explaining the whole thing, I thought they were going to say like, okay, well, this is just another mirror universe, you know? There's Mm -hmm. two mirror universes, there's, you know, a hundred mirror universes or whatever, infinite mirror universes. And this is just another one, which maybe more closely resembles the uh, the one that uh, uh, we see the, the 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 regular universe that we see in the JJ movies. Yeah, you know, but that's not the case, and it's the equivalent of the mirror universe to the JJ verse in that it was changed by the same thing, which the JJ verse was changed by in that timeline, which is kind of cool. You know, the, the one thing that bothers me about this, which I guess, I don't know. Well, let's continue. We'll get there. (laughs) All right. So here we are. This is around the start of Star Trek 2009. Well, not the start because it starts in the past. But 
it's around the 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 main thrust of Star Trek 2009. But yeah. the Klingon war is over. The Klingon war that uh that RoboCop is trying to start Marcus, Admiral Marcus mm-hmm. <laughs> is trying to start in into darkness. It's already over in in whatever year 2258. Yeah. yeah. So here it is, 2258. Chancellor Gorkon is in charge of the Klingons, leading them to war against the Terran Empire. Here's my issue with this. I have a lot of issues with these issues. Mm-hmm. Is that Spock is in command of the flagship and with Kirk as his first officer and everybody's there. What's the excuse of the mirror universe to get everybody in their right spots? Like... Is are they the last ship? Is it like the Narada when the Narada blew up the fleet and they got promoted really fast? But before that point, like maybe during the war, everybody got blowed up, so they they all got promoted really fast. Well, I mean, I guess the well, and see, this is the thing that that uh, that that Max tried to explain to me at one point on some something somewhere, who knows where. Um, but you know, like I kind of. Uh, pitched to him or whatever the the idea that perhaps the jj verse is a mirror universe mm-hmm. in in the same way that uh you know the mirror universe is or 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 maybe t- the other way around the mirror universe is just another timeline like like the jj verses yeah. and max's uh hypothesis was that it wasn't because there's something about the mirror universe which um, sort of like intrinsically links it to the prime universe. You know, mm-hmm. it's it is a mirror. You know, there there are uh, a lot of the same events and everything like that which are occurring in both universes at the same time, just uh, you know, differently. But like, you know, the same people are on the same ship. They're transporting at the exact same time in the exact same place, and and all this other stuff. And it's like the two, those two universes are linked, and it's mm-hmm. almost like they're going through space time together or whatever, you know. So, I'm if if that's true, then I would say that the same thing would be true for this mirror universe and the JJ verse. Okay. So it would make sense, you know, that at this point in time these crews would start coming together in this way. Right? Okay. That's that's I don't know. I guess I my, follow. I follow. My 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 best guess. <laughs> so Spock is ending the Klingon war because he's like some grand because he's the captain of the flagship. So he literally has Gorkhan beheaded, which is uh intense. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, uh Kirk is breaking into Ruripenthe, or they said that it had already been captured. So he's just visiting Ruripenthe because he figured out that that's where Nero was. Nero, who I'm guessing, spoilers for later in the comic, is a copy of the Prime Universe Nero? Yeah, which is weird. I don't like that twist or whatever. I I think that that wasn't a very strong thing to do, but... no. So yeah, it, but, if I anything, mean, b- before before we go yeah. much further, I mean, I guess we sh- we should say that it is cool to see you know young Gorkon here, right? 
I mean, he's all helmeted it up, but, oh, you know, I mean, it's still the character. He looks younger and more angry. Yeah. I mean, just the idea that they were to bring in, you know, Gorkon and, uh, what what do they call him? Was he a senator or something? Chancellor. Uh, he's, oh, he's Chancellor, Chancellor. Gorkon, yeah. 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 That's cool. That's cool. Pike is a senator. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk, well, I mean, I was going to be upset that, that Kirk keeps like talking about the dumb Klingons and how they couldn't figure out how the Narada works. Mm-hmm. But it's the Terran Empire. They're supposed to be speciest. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, oh, they've had this thing for years. Stupid Klingons couldn't figure it out. But uh, Kirk figures out, takes the Narada away. Well, he's got Scotty with him, so you know. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, we get a nice scene of Mir Spock and Mir Uhura, who are together in this universe also, mm-hmm. because of the whole mirror thing, I guess. Yeah. Then the Narada comes and threatens the refit Enterprise for some reason. Oh, oh, it's the it's the mirror. I see. <laughs> the 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 refit. What was that? The Narada. I mean, the big spread of the Narada and the refit Enterprise. It's a good shot, but it's it's just strange looking. Oh, okay. Kirk on that page is also strange looking. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So basically, here's Kirk taking command from Spock in a sense. Mm-hmm. Everybody's and, mutinying against Spock, which is a mirror universe thing to do. And it's a, I mean, it makes sense. Terran universe, Terran Empire. They wanna, they don't want a Vulcan in command. It's actually strange that they gave him command at all. And even even more than that, I guess, like, they see a much more powerful ship, which is now going to be the ultimate power in the galaxy or whatever. So they'd much rather be on that ship than on mm-hmm. the dinky little Enterprise. Yeah, but only these four people leave, which is, which is interesting. Uh, I wonder how many people were on the Enterprise. Yeah. Outside the bridge crew that Kirk just blows up because he doesn't like Spock. Well, he's also trying to take... I mean, he wants to eliminate the Enterprise because it's a threat, right? It's not just well, it doesn't Spock. prove to be much of a threat. Well, but in general. You know, you don't want that thing floating around out there challenging your authority, right? True. Okay. So, to me, it makes sense that he would blow it up because he doesn't care. He doesn't care about any of those people. So uh, just before he blows it up, we get a nice shot of the saucer section of the Enterprise, and it says uh, NCC-1701D. Yeah. It's a little weird. Uh, It really proves that it's a sloppy Photoshop job because you can kind of see the trail end of the U that they just, like, cut off for the ISS Enterprise. Uh, You can kind of see see the, the tail of the U. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that I tried to find the the actual picture. Uh, that they obviously just photoshopped that photoshopped that from, but uh, I couldn't find it. Oh well. I didn't look very hard. <laughs> I was hoping that it was just the first Google result. Enterprise. There we go. Enterprise saucer section. There we go. <laughs> just assuming that they just went from the first results. The Narada looks right though. Maybe they used Bing. Oh, I should have tried Bing. Hmm. Uh, we get a nice shot of the Enterprise exploding. 
with a big cocoon <laughs> really big across it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it doesn't say in her, uh, D anymore. Yeah. And that's the uh, the end of that. And Kirk says that they're going to Vulcan. Yep. Because it's the mirror universe. Let's hurt Vulcan. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, the it's mirroring, mirroring what happened in, in, in Star Trek 09, too, right? Yeah. But uh, on the way, Chekhov picks up the prediction or the 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 signals of another electrical storm in space that would let the uh you know like another time travel incident or alternate universe incident depending on your uh, point of view happen mm-hmm. and then on also on the way kirk calls up senator pike who is uh has a patch an eye patch that's cool uh, he kind of looks like uh, the drawing. Kind of looks like Michael Bean with an eye patch. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So it's kind of a Snake Plissken Michael Bean character, and he's wearing uh, he's just wearing the uniform from the Star Trek movies. Yeah, sort of modified, but I like it. I mean, if you're gonna wear, if you're a senator, like the like the whole uh, joke that the TNG admirals can wear whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, if I were if I were an admiral or senator or whatever Pike is, I'd wear the monster maroon. Sure, why not? So Kirk says, "Look, I'm going to do what I want because uh, I'm I'm the leader because I have the biggest ship, which is an interesting way to run a government." <laughs> but that seems to be how this government is run. I mean, that's kind of what we see happening in Mirror Mirror, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So that's cool. Well, it's really what, it's literally what happens in in Amir Darkly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, Hoshi has the biggest ship. Mm Mm-hmm. This reminds me a lot of in in Amir Darkly. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Not only only the fact that it's, you know, just a story without a crossover from whatever original universe you you want to refer to as the original universe, but uh, it's very, look, here's the people you know being bad which is the parts i don't like about the mirror episodes but it seems to be mostly what most of the mirror episodes are about they don't really like have a moral of the story like mirror mirror does they're just like look <laughs> you know everybody on deep space nine's acting like crazy people i don't know i mean <laughs> I, I i can see you know how there's like a there can be a moral to to that sort of thing and and I think what it does is it sort of like makes you think about the characters from the the prime universe, you know, because it shines sort of a different light on them. And really sort of by, by pointing out the differences, you kind of think about um, what it is that makes those characters who they are. So, I mean, I've always been a big fan of the Mirror Universe episodes. But... And I, I just, I haven't been. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, also... to me, this is just more of the same. I mean, it's kind of interesting, but it's still kind of like, oh, look what happened. I, the same thing happens, but we're doing it for a bad reason now. I mean, to me, I mean, it's kind of also interesting in terms of the whole timeline thing and all that stuff. Uh, but you're right in that it is similar to In a Mirror Darkly, even in the idea that like a super advanced ship from another timeline appears. Oh, and there's sort of a race to grab that ship, um, hmm. because whoever has it has the power. 
I that mean, makes sense. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. So yeah, Kirk catches uh, Kirk and the Narada after he basically gives Pike the finger. Uh, they catch the jellyfish ship, and inside is Spock, old Spock, but not mere universe old Spock, which is who it should be, but prime universe old Spock, or at least some kind of slightly different, like like Scotty said at the beginning of the arc, uh, you know, there's there's millions of little differences that would make the alternate time kind of like sliders. So this is a different slider version of Spock, mm-hmm. slider Spock. So he's from a prime universe where Starfleet is in charge, but not our prime universe because our prime universe Spock went to the regular JJ verse. Yeah, chart that sentence. <laughs> yeah, and and this is the thing that I I think is is kind of dumb about this comic. I I wish they would have sort of been consistent and uh, played around with the idea of mirror prime mirror universe Spock coming back in time. And I think that that would have offered like a lot of cool, interesting stuff too, because, well, I mean, for one thing, I guess is, would he still be alive? I forget. I don't think so because I think in those deep space nine episodes, they say that, Hey, remember that Spock guy? He was influenced by somebody from your universe, but, uh, and he tried to do good things, but we ended up killing him. Yeah. So maybe maybe you could have a different character show up. You know, I mean, we're into next-gen time. Maybe it's it's Data. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So, But Mirror Universe Prime Mirror Universe Data. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone, I mean, start looking into the Mirror Universe mythology from DS9 and sort of see where that takes you. And end up with something crazy and someone crazy coming through. Whoever would, you know, be the guy who would be trying to save or maybe trying to destroy, you know, um, Romulus. Uh, Romulus in, in that part of the timeline. Maybe uh, Mirror Janeway. Maybe, you know. I don't know. I like the idea of Mirror Janeway for some reason. I don't know if she would be doing it, though. I mean, who... I don't know who who are the the good guys and who are the bad guys in the mirror universe and the in the deep space. I never was able to keep it straight. Yeah, so I mean, you know, trying to figure that out, you know, would be cool. But I mean, I don't know. Data seems like a logical choice, you know. (laughs) But um, logical. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would be it would have been, I think, more interesting to see that than just see like a prime Spock come through here instead so so we get prime spock and he's very sad that uh he's in an alternate past of he catches on pretty quick he's like you're kirk you're young kirk from an alternate timeline but not only an alternate timeline a mere universe version of the alternate timeline Mm -hmm. and kirk's like i don't care what you think and i'm gonna blow up vulcan with the stuff that you brought with me yeah the stuff that you brought with you and Mirror Scotty immediately figures out what it does, and so they go to Vulcan to dig into the crust and blow up Vulcan. However, Kirk is an idiot, and he's like, hey, I'm going to beam down and kill some Vulcans hand-to-hand, because that's how I roll. Uh, which leaves the ship undefended for Spock, Mirror J.J. Spock, to team up with 
prime regular Spock to take over the ship and stop Kirk from blowing up Vulcan. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my biggest problem with this is the fact that in the evil, dark mirror universe, Vulcan is still there. While in the prime, happy JJ-verse, Vulcan's completely gone. That's cool. I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting, you know, parallel and seeing how, you know, things might play out differently and, you know, some, you know, positive things might still occur in this evil universe. Okay, so we've got prime Vulcan, sorry. So we've got prime Spock and mirror universe JJ Spock who've teamed up to stop Kirk from blowing up Vulcan, I wonder what happens to Prime Universe Spock in the Mirror JJ universe. I imagine they're not going to let him go and like, why don't you go over here and just go do your thing? I mean, are they going to... They're probably going to capture him and torture him for information. Well, I mean, who, though, you know? I mean, he seems to be sort of protected by young Spock, right? You figure young Spock's not going to let anything happen to him. I don't know. Or maybe young Spock is more is also evil, which we can assume. I don't and think he so could be like, hey, why don't you tell us if you're from the future, why don't you tell us, you know, things that are gonna happen? I don't think so, because you know, one of the things that we see as being consistent between the prime universe and the prime mirror universe is the Vulcans, you know, and Spock. You know, and, and I mean that's the whole thing is like Kirk talks to Spock and says, look, you're logical. I know how Vulcans are, and you seem to be consistent in this universe, so make mm-hmm. a change. You know, So in this universe, I mean, he's kind of doing the same thing. He's making a change. He's like, my place is here with my people, whatever. And, I mean, I, I can't really see anything bad happening to old Spock, especially if he's going to be under the protection of young Spock. You know, okay, maybe okay, maybe with the influence of two Spocks, the JJ Mirror Universe cleans itself up. Uh huh. Okay. Kind of like what Kirk wanted regular Mirror Spock to do in Mirror Mirror. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I mean we do learn in in Deep Space Nine that you know. Spock's plan or Kirk's plan doesn't work and Spock gets killed and everything. So maybe you're right and that's what happens to both of these guys. You know. All this entire conversation made me moot. Do you've not read the Q Gambit, right? Yes, I have. You have. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that take place in the JJ verse Mirror Deep Space 9? Or is it just the JJ verse Deep Space 9? It's not the JJ verse mirror Deep Space Nine. It's uh, yeah, the JJ verse Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was. I. I've not read it. I was under the impression that it was the JJ verse it's, mirror universe it's, Deep Space Nine. It's not the mirror universe for sure. It, you could say it was an alternate timeline or whatever. You know, an alternate reality. Where things have gone bad, I guess. Okay, but it's not. It's not the mirror universe itself. Okay, yeah. Yet another alternate timeline. Yeah, 
Yeah. All the stories that the comic book writers could tell in the regular timeline, and there's like seven out of 30 issues that take place in an alternate, alternate timeline? Well, if you get to deal with Deep Space Nine and everything like that, I mean, I'm okay with that, because how many episodes of you know the original series or any of the Star Trek series take place in an alternate timeline or, or dealing with an alternate timeline? I mean, this is more, you know, the the Q Gambit, it's not like it's just like, let's tell a tale from another universe. I mean, it's Q saying like, here, I'm going to, you know, mess with you guys a little bit and see what, what happens. I don't know. I need to read it. It'll be my next purchase. Okay. That's cool. It's it's good. Because they've got the, the bundle. Even though I'm buying it digitally, you know, I want to have it in one issue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, how does this compare with Mirror Mirror? Like, there's there's no real correlation, except maybe uh, Prime Spock trying to reach out to Mirror J.J. Kirk, but it it's not like any Kirk would listen to that to that kind of talk. So, I don't know. It's you know, I mean, I I do think it's kind of. An interesting idea in that they, they're saying, you know, hey, what what would be different and what would cause the differences? You know, in, in the same way that, you know, the Narada coming back in time changed the prime universe, changed the prime timeline. Well, how would the Narada going back in time change the JJ-verse mirror universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I think that's kind of an interesting concept. I think some of the choices that they made were um missteps. Uh on the whole I mean I guess it's decent, but it's not as good as I think it could have been. Yeah. I I would have preferred something more like Mirror Mirror, not not something not a direct kind of thing, but something more in line with the with like like the last one, you know, the apple from the point of view of, of the red shirts was just such a cool idea. And to go from that to a random backstory, which they did like four of them, but mm-hmm. they put Keenzer's first and then put these mirror episodes in the middle of it. And it just doesn't say anything. It's, which is my problem with most, like I said, most of the mirror universe episodes. I feel like, especially like in a mirror darkly is look, here's everybody acting silly. It doesn't really have, like, a moral. When Mirror Mirror is about, you know, uh, uh, people in different circumstances doing different things, and, uh, you know, one man can stand up and do the right thing. It's just so powerful and so good. And then in this, it's just like, look, you know, here's here's Star Trek 2009 in the Mirror Universe, mm-hmm. but without any of the morality or or lessons that anybody learns in in 2009. And I I don't know. I mean, I know it's just comic books, but they should try to say something. It's Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, I guess I don't really see them not trying to say something. I mean, I don't maybe there's nothing like explicitly stated, but I think that, you know, just performing the exercise and uh, seeing what happens, you know, gives you something to think about, you know, and uh, a lot of that could be moral. I mean, like, we we brought up, you know, the idea that here in the Mirror Universe, 
Vulcan is still um, in existence. And while that point isn't really hit hard, um, it still makes you think, like, well, do the ends justify the means? At what point are we saying that uh, the mirror universe is better? Because I'm guessing Vulcan would say that they would prefer to be in existence. Hmm. Then again, Vulcans being illogical ones might say that even though uh, their home planet has been destroyed, uh, the universe is not a better place. You know, and, and the fact that they got to this place because everyone was stabbing each other in the back, you know, they might sacrifice their planet for that. I don't know. I mean, there is stuff to think about, you know. I mean, just as much as any other issue, I would say. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there is, I don't know. I, I think that there's more going on um, than is readily apparent on the surface. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> well, it was fun talking about a prime mirror JJ verse Spock, but that's just one of the Trek topics we've been talking about in Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. So I just stopped, watched it, and just cried like a child it was such an an emotional impact i i was wrecked earl gray you know what the clubs and the meetings and the podcast you know all really comes down to is just finding and talking and being around other people who enjoy something that you really enjoy the orb this year opening for five-year mission is del rock del rock del rock they'll rock your world bajoran style <laughs> The ready room. I do like that he just drops out of the sky naked. That is the perfect way to introduce Q. And then just before we cut to the credits, they get this great shot of him looking up at Picard and he's like, hey, what up? To the journey. My question is, what would Janeway have in place of banana pancakes? Because that's Bolana's thing. Would Janeway's be coffee ice cream? I was just about to say coffee ice cream. <laughs> my, my lips my lips were forming the syllables to say coffee <laughs> ice cream. Warp 5. I remember watching Broken Bow when Enterprise first debuted when I was in high school. And I remember revisiting it now in full. And I had forgotten the fact that Future Guy had actually played an integral role from the get-go with Silic and the Sulaban, which we'll talk about later in the show. Commentary, Trek Stars. I know that both of us will come out of it okay, but since Matthew is not used to sparring with either of us, I'm afraid that he's going to be a bloody mess lying on the floor of the 602 Club. The 602 Club. They're playing God with fossilized mosquitoes as if, you know, they have the right to do this, like they have the knowledge to do this, um, you know, that they can control... A, a, any kind of species that they have absolutely no knowledge of. Literary treks. Yeah, this happened to her at 22 when she was on Ryan's Hope, and it was at its peak. There, it had a big following, and it was not your yeah, typical run-of-the-mill soap opera either. I mean, Claire Levine, the writer of the show, was doing some very different things. Axonar, the official podcast. I tried different action figures. Uh, I tried Black Widow. I tried the Black Widow from... Uh, uh, the, the Hot Toys Black Widow. Too small. 
it wouldn't work with really? the other action. Yeah, it didn't didn't photograph quite. But, but tell everyone why you're photographing action figures. And introducing the newest addition to the network, Women at Warp. Also, you think Kirk would be happier about kissing himself, <laughs> right? It was his lifelong ambition. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I more feel like it's his lifelong ambition to kiss Spock, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the daily Trek talk. You find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or you can just stream from the website. Visit Trek.fm slash podcast to get all the links. Let's tell everyone where they can contact us if they'd like to share their thoughts on today's show. They can go to Trek.fm slash contact. There's a form there. Choose send a show and choose standard orbit. That'll come to both of us by email. You can also use the tab on the left-hand column of any page to send us a voicemail using a webcam's microphone. And you can talk to us and our other listeners at our Facebook group, The Babel Conference. In social media, you'll find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trek.fm and on Twitter under username trek.fm. Mike, where can people find you out of orbit? You can find me right here on trek.fm doing commentary, Trek Stars. And you can also find me on uh, my own website, CommentaryTrackStars.com, where I do Commentary Track Stars Off Topic and Commentary Track Star Babies. And you can find me on Twitter at Mumbles3K. And you can find me on Twitter at 005, D-U-B-L-E-O-F-I-V-E, and on various other places around the internet. Before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor, who helps us bring Standard Orbit to you each week. And our sponsor for the show is Audible.com. Audible's a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. Audible's the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation, Audible has something for everyone. Mike, what do you have for everyone? I have Star Trek The Next Generation Dark Mirror. Ooh. which is written by Diane Duane and narrated by John DeLancey. Uh, it says, 100 years ago, four crew members of the USS Enterprise crossed the dimensional barrier and found a mirror image of their own universe, populated by nightmare duplicates of their shipmates. Barely able to escape with their lives, they returned, thankful that the accident which had brought them there could not be duplicated. Or so they thought. Dun, dun, dun. But now, the scientists of that empire have found a doorway into our universe. Their plan is to destroy from within to replace a Federation starship with one of their own. And you can get this book for free since you listen to Trek FM. That's right. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial just to see how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And we thank Audible for supporting Standard Orbit and Trek FM. We'd also like to thank Richard Rutledge Jr. and Renee Roberts for being our associate producers this week by supporting us on Patreon. You can find Richard on Twitter at RUT8972 and Renee at MRAS underscore 1701. Yeah, thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. If you want to join them in helping keep us in orbit, you can support us on Patreon also. If you go to patreon.com slash trek.fm, you'll find a list of donation levels where you can get things like exclusive digital goodies, early access to episodes, access to our project manager, and even be listed as an associate producer like they did. You'll find out where the donations could go, things like covering the monthly cost of hosting and distribution, hiring an editor for our shows, and upgrading our equipment. Again, that's patreon.com slash trek.fm, so check it out. Well, that was that was interesting. 
Yeah. I was just kind of like skimming through this uh this um uh Q Gambit thing to see what they were trying to do again because it's been a while since I, I read it and I can't really figure out exactly what it was. I don't <laughs> I don't remember if it was an alternate timeline or what, but it definitely isn't the mirror universe. So okay. I think it might be uh, a possible future in the JJ verse, but I'm not 100% positive. So, okay. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good week and keep on trekking. It is the will of Landry. Mr. Chekhov, take us out of orbit ahead, walk factor one. Hi, sir.